Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a conversation about monogamy. And believe it or not, there are actually different kinds of monogamy. I know that may sound surprising to you because monogamy, just the word being like generally understanding is that there's like one person you're in a relationship with that you would be married to. However, there are varieties of monogamy. And I think if I mention one to you, you're going to get where I'm coming from on the idea that there are different kinds of monogamy. I don't know if you've ever heard this term before, but you probably have serial monogamy. And I know lots of people who are serial monogamous. So if you've had, you know, several long-term relationships in your life, you're a serial monogamous. Chances are, um, if they've been exclusively with one person at any given time, you might have had like a five-year relationship and a four-year relationship and a 10-year relationship. My husband is a serial monogamous for sure. So if you're wondering, uh, how could there be different kinds of monogamy? Oh, there really are. And we will talk about them today. For those of you who are jumping in right now, I don't know what platform you're listening from, but I'm glad that you're listening. I'm so happy to have you, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening in the future. I just also want to remind you that you can find me on my app. You can find the Pleasure Zone on the Inspire Choices Network. You can find all of my shows there right at your fingertips, right in your phone, wherever you go. So if I ever ask you, have you listened to my shows? You have no reason to say, no, I haven't. There they are. Go get them on your app. You can get them on the app for your uh, Apple phone, or you can get them on your Android. You can get them anywhere. So go in, in and uh, find those in your app store. The Inspired Choices Network free app and tons and tons of amazing content. We have really great hosts on Inspired Choices Network. I know I've been on for almost nine years. It'll be nine years coming July of 2023. And uh, I've watched people come and go and I've watched people who were fantastic come and go and I've watched a lot of variety come and go. And I know we have lots of variety and I'd love for you guys to be able to check it all out. So go to the app store, check me out. I mean, if you're listening to this show, chances are you're interested in the pleasure zone and there are a lot of episodes you can grab on there. I have two friends with me today. If you're watching via video, I've got Pat and I've got Aaron, and we're going to be talking about them today to explain a little bit about monogamy uh, over the over the different kinds of monogamy. And when I first chose to do this episode, it was actually because I did an episode last week about polyamory that ended up taking the entire hour. So this is basically part two of different kinds of relationships. And there may be a part three. However, I'm going to try and tap into part three on this one as well, which will include a little bit on the conversation of what is non-monogamy, which is actually different than polyamory. So lots of 
kind of designations. And sometimes knowing these things can assist you in helping you understand your relationship as well. And sometimes when you haven't really sat down and thought about it for a while and you hear some of these definitions, you might go, oh, that's actually what I'm looking for is this or this. So um, if polyamory is your thing and you're wondering what kinds of polyamory are there out there, there are four main kinds, but there are whole variations amongst that as well. So go back and listen to last week's show, all about different kinds of relationships, I think was the title. And in this episode, we're talking about the many kinds of monogamy, which I'm happy to be surprising all of you about that there are different kinds of monogamy. For those of you who are also uh, brand new to this station, you might not even realize that there are over 400 shows. And the reason for that is because I love talking about sex and bodies and intimacy. I love talking about sexuality, the history of sexuality history of all things sex it like excites me to my core so I and I love doing research on it and I love sharing that research with you guys and part of what I offer in my daily practice in my life practice as well is that I love working with people um, with sex and intimacy especially in in their relationships to use different tools with sex and intimacy to have greater lives in general like can you imagine using sex as a tool to actually increase your health can you imagine using sex as a tool to increase your money inflows and there are ways that you can get super playful and fun with having sex be incentives <laughs> and i love working with people creating sex as incentives and it may sound silly but when you can get into the play mode of it it can be an excellent benefit for your health as well as your mind and your connection and your relationship and creating better relationships. So in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the different kinds of monogamy and the different conversations to have when, you know, you are, when you are either dating or when you're in a relationship and you feel something's changed. Talking about these things, conversation is number one, um, is really important. I was actually uh, speaking with a client on the weekend about, um, uh, it was about porn, actually, because I was in, uh, invited to be interviewed for uh, a movie. That's another story for another day. But I said, oh, it's interesting because the only other offer I've ever had regarding um, the the work that I do was to do uh, something in the porn industry. And I said, like, there are certain things that would have to be understood and this would have to be educational and this would also have to have a clear understanding that communication is key and I don't see communication in porn like ever so I would want something to be more from an educational standpoint um, happy to direct it if anybody's looking for if anybody's looking for a totally different way of uh, doing that I'm happy to consult so that you can have some porn that's way better for us for learning and it wouldn't even necessarily be considered porn educational for sure I know that uh, different places have educational things out there but if you're looking to make your own and you'd like some ideas let me know so uh, one of the things that uh, we'll be talking about is the sex and intimacy with monogamy we'll be talking about communication because that is key to me communication consent um, also curiosity. Those are three really big things to me that are needed in 
in order to have a happy relationship, whether it's with one person or many people. We need all of those things to be in place. And I do love to also work with couples on creating their own personalized agreement between each other about what is necessary to them, what they need in order to feel confident in their relationship and to start to establish some guidelines as well. So even if you're married or you're not and you need to reestablish some some rules of play, uh, let me know. I'd love to work with you on creating a contract for your relationship, whether that's to create sex as an incentive to create greater in your life or whatever that happens to be. I've been working with people for over 26 years now um, in different ways with holistic health as well as uh, studying sex and intimacy probably since I was oh I don't know 12 (laughs) but really studying it since I was about 20 so that's almost 30 years all right now that we have that all established let's talk about the fun of different kinds of monogamy so I'm going to name some for you Uh, just off the bat, just out of curiosity to see how you react to some of these titles. And then we'll talk a little bit more about each of these in depth. I also want to be clear on the definition that's kind of put out there in the world that monogamy refers to an exclusive romantic and or sexual relationship where two individuals commit solely and uncompromisingly to one another without engaging in romantic or sexual affairs with anyone else. That is the hardcore definition. Now we have some variations within that right so some of the variations we already talked about was that word serial monogamy where you know you may have had successive monogamous relationships um, with different partners you know or being involved with multiple partners at the same time but you know that sounds not so monogamous but it's kind of like a serial monogamy variation right so you are solely dedicated to possibly two relationships at once and they are aware of it so everybody involved is clear understood and aware of what's going on the more common serial monogamy is where you've got say over your lifespan you've had you know three four five six seven relationships that have lasted a few years to a decade each and then Maybe it moves forward and then you get into another one. So some people have trends where they're like in a relationship for five years and then they get out or they're in for three years and they get out. I had a trend for a while that was like a four year, then a break and then a four year and then a break and then a 10 year, nine, eight. It was a confusing thing that happened for a while. And, And now I've been in relationship with my husband. It'll be 10 years in June. Wow. Actually, we're. We are like five weeks away from our 10th anniversary. That just dawned on me as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, which is really cool. I have probably one of the top coolest husbands in the world. And no, you can't have him. So monogamous, kidding. I don't own him. So monogamous relationships are another one of those terms that you may have never heard. We'll be talking about those. What do you think, Aaron, Pat? Aaron and Pat are all for talking about the monogamous relationships. They're a little bit into this. Um, So what is a monogamous relationship? We'll find out. We'll also be talking about emotional monogamy, demi-monogamy, and covenant. What did I just say? Covenant monogamy. That's probably the one that you have more than likely identified as monogamy 
in general as the the uh, explanation of what is monogamy. That one uh, we'll be able to cover pretty quickly because it's really common. Um, I may talk about it in a little way that may offend people because uh, some of the the history behind the purpose of monogamy is it may it may offend people. I just want to let you know that in advance, and um, that's not the point of it. I just want to bring it up so you're aware of where the idea of monogamy became important. Um, so, all right. So we're going to go to first and foremost before our break a definition on the monogamish relationship. So here we have Pat and we have Aaron. And Pat and Aaron are a couple who generally they hang out together and they love each other. Um, they are in a sexual and romantic probably relationship with each other. But occasionally um, there's, you know, occasionally Bobby comes along and Aaron is like, um, hey, Pat, uh, hey, Pat, I just wanted to let you know that I met Bobby the other night at this uh, restaurant. And I, do you remember Bobby? Oh, yeah, I remember. Bobby. So, um, yeah, so I met Bobby at this restaurant and we kind of got it on. And Aaron, you know, Aaron's really open about it and Pat understands. So they're like, OK, it's clear. It's understood now. Having that conversation in advance is usually a better thing than having it after the fact. So if you're having that conversation in advance and, you're, and you understand that every once in a while, one partner might go out and have sex with somebody else and they're transparent about it, um, but they're dedicated to each other. Pat and Aaron aren't going anywhere. They're dedicated to each other. They may occasionally go have sex with somebody else. They're not considered polyamorous. This is really they're being very open about the occasional um, sexual capades with somebody else. Now, the first time I'd ever heard of people having a relationship like this, uh, I was in my 20s and I had a friend who, uh, I won't name names, but um, he was living with another gentleman and they, and they were in a long-term relationship together and they did occasionally go out and have other partners. And yes, you're probably going to be like, that's way more common in, you know, the LGBTQ community. That's not necessarily true. It's just that LGBTQ community might be talking about it more openly <laughs> than the heterosexual community. So monogamous relationships are, they're open about it. It's transparent. So that's a little different than um, than where, wherever there might be uh, somebody's straying from the relationship, if that's what you want to call it. So we, you know, in, in terms of monogamish, I also want you guys to check in with all of these terms and see how they sit with you. Like if you're in a relationship that you consider monogamous, how does it feel to be a serial monogamist? Or is there one person for life and that's it? Have you been with other people uh, and, you know, for long terms here and there, and you're really, your thing is that you love long-term relationships. You love the commitment. You love being able to be in-depth with one person and that's your thing. And that's awesome if that's your thing. So if it isn't your thing and you struggle with it and you're like, oh, I'm trying to be monogamous, but it's not working for me, then you need to have a conversation with your partner about this. I know conversations are so incredibly uncomfortable. They can be 
Uh, even for somebody like me who talks about sex all the time and talks about relationships and talks about this with people all the time, sometimes it can take courage to have conversations with your partner. So if you are in a relationship where it really actually scares you to have a conversation, then the first key thing to do is look at what's going on with you that you're afraid to have that conversation. And if you don't know how to look at yourself for that and you need some questions, you need some discovery on that, please feel free to connect with me through my website, MillieToYellenH.com. There is a link at the bottom for booking a time. Now, I've had this happen before. I want to be really clear. You can book 15 minutes for free. All times after that amount of time is paid for. So if you'd like to get to know whether I can assist you and we can do some really fast firing um, work, book that 15 minutes and see where it leads. Okay, so we're going to come back and talk about all those other kinds of monogamy, tapping back and forth into these other kinds of monogamy. After this commercial break, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Go get her app. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are having a very fun conversation about the different kinds of monogamy. Yeah, there are different kinds of monogamy. I know, what? Did I just blow your mind just even considering that there are different kinds of monogamy? Right? It is. uh, It can be confusing. So I get that your um <laughs> I love I love it. There's a conversation going on in the chat about how do you spell this monogamish? Um so monogamish is spelled M-O-N-O mono 
gamish, G-A-M-I-S-H. So yes, monogamish, but monogamish, it's like ishish. You know, it's like monogamy with an ish. It's like reddish, brownish, yellowish. So it's a fun word. And it is an inviting word, I think, for people who are curious enough and they love their partner and they also at the same time know that maybe they need something um, more or something different in their relationship and they're also committed to their partner. I know it also sounds a bit like that when we were talking about polyamory last week, it can sound a bit like the, um, the one where you have a primary partnership in polyamory. And it could end up being that things can evolve, uh, you know, over time. But I think as long as you're having the conversation with your partner uh, at all times, having check-ins and seeing how things are, this is really important. Conversation, communication is so, so key. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. So, you know, the primary relationship polyamory can sound like monogamish. Uh, or some people might call the primary relationship polyamory, the hierarchical polyamory. Yes, it can sound similar. And the only difference is the agreement between the couple. So there's actually no hard, fast rules on this. These are just kind of words that have come up over time so that people don't have to necessarily live within a rigid box of rules around this is monogamy and everything outside of that is not monogamy. Well, that's, that's a pretty rigid thing. And that can work for people. Absolutely. That can be um, really sustainable in a relationship where people can have those great conversations and they really truly uh, rely on each other as well for everything. And primary um, conversations about everything go to that uh to that relationship so you're not looking for you know even in covenant monogamy you wouldn't necessarily have a conversation about your relationship outside of your relationship so it can be kind of it can be extreme in some ways so serial monogamy what do you guys think of serial monogamy out there and then you know to Aaron and Pat who are more you know monogamish in their relationship They've been together a long time, our two owls here, if you're watching on video. Pat and Aaron have been together for like 28 years, and occasionally Bobby shows up in their life, and one or two of them have fun with Bobby, but not always. Sometimes there's somebody else, and that's okay. They don't always know the person, and they haven't necessarily developed a long-term relationship with them either, so that it's not totally polyamorous, but they're also maybe in agreement that, yes, you know, I'm okay with you sleeping with somebody else as long as you're sleeping with the same person and that person, um, you know, has these different things like STD checks and all these other things. There needs to be some ground rules. And I think having ground rules in general for safety purposes, for health purposes is very smart. So uh, this is, is an interesting time in the world to me that when I was growing up in the 1980s, there was the AIDS scare. And people were very concerned about STDs and people were very concerned about condoms and all kinds of things. The fear was in us. And somehow since then, the fear has diminished and people are running around uh, having sex with everybody with no STD checks, with no, uh, no care in the world, without even considering like even pregnancy or 
anything else, not just your common STDs, but other things that get passed on. So there is a lot of um, value in knowing the history of your partner. And so being in a monogamous relationship, having the same lover repeatedly can be uh, quite, um, in some ways, it can be really helpful to the other partner that's not having the uh, relationship or the one, maybe they're both doing that. Um, it can be helpful just for calming them in order to feel like safe that, okay, I'm not going to, you know, there's an agreement, there's no STDs. Cool. It's, it's, you know, and then there's the emotional STDs of sadness that can get passed on. So we, in any of these relationships where you have not had a conversation about this, it can be really uh, hard and disheartening when things show up. So have conversations, even if the conversations are crazy. We've had some pretty crazy conversations in our house <laughs> over the years. So, um, and I love that the conversations can show up, even when they feel awkward, bring them up, especially when they feel awkward, bring them up. So we're gonna go back to our friends, Pat and Aaron, our buddies here. <clears throat> and Pat and Aaron and their idea on emotional monogamy what do you guys think about emotional monogamy? So their idea of an emotion, a mini minimum, emotional monogamy um, is that they say that that's when you have a relationship where people are emotionally exclusive, but they might have sexual or physical relationships with another person. They just are not allowed to get emotionally involved. So I actually know a couple who are emotional monogamists. And they have, um, they are kind of like swingers in a way, and they have relationships, sexual relationships outside of the marriage, but they don't get emotionally attached and they are, they are committed to each other and they've been together for 30 years or something. So um, they are in a different kind of, uh, they're in a different kind of relationship. It's very open. It's like an open marriage in a way. Um, because open marriages usually have the idea of sexual or physical relationships with a third person, not necessarily both of them having it with a third person, although that can be a bit of a, a swinger kind of lifestyle to do that too. The emotional monogamy is being exclusively emotional with each other, having those, those deep conversations, um, being committed to each other, loving each other, having each other's backs, all of that emotional monogamy. So for some people hearing that, they would be like, well, that's not monogamy. Well, it might not be monogamy for you. So that's okay. That's not your definition of monogamy. Now, the part of this that matters is that the couple involved, Pat and Aaron that we have here, as long as they agree on it, that's okay. So as long as Pat and Aaron are agreeing that it's, you know, we're, we understand that you can go out and have sexual or physical relationships with another person. Sounds a little bit like monogamish, although um, monogamish might end up having a little bit of uh, romantic involvement and a little bit of emotional attachments sometimes, possibly not. But the emotional monogamy is where it is like you know, exclusively not to fall in love with somebody emotionally connecting with them necessarily, but physically, if they need to 
get their rocks off, go for it. Now, this one can be a really handy relationship to have if, for example, you have a partner who is physically incapable of having sex, um, if there's been injury or anything like that. Although we've had some shows about um, people who have had injuries and then uh, looking for solutions in order to maintain their sex life. And then there are some circumstances where it just doesn't happen. If somebody has had a tumor um, in their sex organs removed and then they don't have response, but they might have response to other things. For example, somebody might have, um, you know, a, a, let's say like a cancer of the penis. I'm going to go extreme. And then their penis is removed but their partner really loves penetration. So they can either go with toys, but the partner might be like, but I really like penetration with a person. So that might bring in this third party uh, in order to fulfill the sexual and physical part of the relationship. However, the emotional part is maintained with the partner. A lot of people who are sexual surrogates essentially play this role as well. So emotional monogamy, if you are married and you're a sexual surrogate, you're not necessarily getting emotionally involved with your client's health, but as a sexual surrogate, you would be having um, sexual and physical relationship with that person. And because it's more of a teaching position that you're in as a, a, in that role, uh, then as a sexual surrogate, you might choose, uh, you, you know, your partner would know this in advance that you, this is your career, right? <laughs> so unless you've developed the career after your marriage, then that conversation needs to happen and see if that is acceptable, right? If, if that, if that nullifies your contract with them or their, your agreement with them, you might have a contract or you might just have an agreement or an understanding. And if it nullifies any of those, then, um, then it's your choice to see where you go from there. So emotional monogamy, some people very much value that. They actually find that having an emotional connection to somebody else is more devastating than having a sexual relationship with somebody else. And sometimes if your partner just knows that you're somebody who gets like mega crushes randomly and, but you're totally committed to them, then, you know, sometimes just them having the reassurance that you are committed to them can be helpful. So with emotional monogamy, that reassurance and that communication about reassurance is really handy, especially if there's any insecurities that come up. So having conversations and reassuring your partner I understand, you know, especially with uh, words of affirmation as one of the love languages that we all have, if it's not your exclusive love, like if it's not one of your top love languages, if it's kind of like doesn't really matter, then it won't matter to you. But um, yeah, if you need that security, definitely having the conversation in advance to remind your partner, I need to know that you're not going anywhere. I need to know that you love me, um, even if you're doing A, B, C or D outside of the marriage. All right, so we're gonna look at the next, the demi-monogamy and the covenant monogamy after this commercial break. And then we're gonna tap into a little bit of the uh, non-monogamy just so you can know a little bit about that in comparison to polyamory. So for all of you listening out there, remember to go out and get the app. I know I've said it once, but I'll say it twice because you can't, can't know about this enough. 
our app has been out for over a year, maybe two years now. I don't even know. It's been out for a while and I love it. It's a great app. I listen to it in the car when I'm driving, can find all my friends shows on there and uh, you can, you know, crack open some episodes and have some fun. So you can get that in your app store where you can find all of our shows. So you don't miss, you can find us on all kinds of other uh, places as well. And you can also find us on the Inspired Choices Network in your app store. So you'll find me there, right? I'll be right there with you by your side while you're driving, while you're sleeping, while you're taking care of business. It's all good. Go get me. All right. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be back after these minutes of messages. We'll be back with Pat and Aaron. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we are talking about the different kinds of monogamy. I know right there I blew your mind, right? Like what? There's different kinds of monogamy for reals? Is it possible? I thought there was only one kind. Monogamy is monogamy. That's it. So depends on your definition. 
And I think the more that we have understanding and clarity on these things, the less likely we're going to have issue in relationship when things come up. So having clarity and conversation uh, is fantastic. So when, when I was telling my husband about the show tonight, he was like, well, I told him about this last week. He was like, really? There's different kinds of, I'm like, yes, honey, there's different kinds of monogamy. Um, it's not that we've never like defined it. You don't have to necessarily define it. You just need to have an understanding in your relationship about what is um, like, what is okay, what you're both comfortable with. So, you know, if, if you are like super, super jealous, then doing anything other than covenant monogamy would really be hard for you. If you're, you know, if there's any insecurities or anything like that, and, or it's just not okay with you. Like it could be religious beliefs. It could be your own values that have you say, no, nothing outside of covenant monogamy is okay. What is this covenant monogamy? We'll be getting to that shortly. Um, so for those of you who are listening and you're just jumping in now, uh, if you've never listened to this show before, there are over 400 episodes available that you can find on every topic you can imagine, although I just keep finding more topics to talk about. So when it comes to sex and intimacy, uh, there are so many, so many topics to talk about. One of the, the topics we're talking about last week was polyamory and this week it's monogamy and non and ethical non-monogamy and what do those things mean so polyamory and ethical non-monogamy are not necessarily the same thing and things like the word monogamish might sound like you're having a uh, a certain kind of polyamorous relationship however unless it's defined by the people in it as polyamorous then then your relationship and and both partners understand and are completely transparent about what they're doing, then it's monogamish. And if it if there's no transparency, then it's not monogamish. So being clear on these things, super helpful. All right. What is let's move on from emotional monogamy where we were talking about uh, emotional monogamy <laughs> is where uh, the partners remain emotionally exclusive. So they might have sex with somebody else, but they're emotionally exclusive to each other. And I was talking about some handy situations where having that conversation in advance can be helpful. For example, if somebody is going, you know, I think having these conversations before somebody gets ill is helpful. Um, we've had conversations and they've changed over time. I think my husband and I first got uh, got together. We had conversations about like when is it okay to like go out and have sex with somebody else. And uh, at first it was like, well, if we don't have sex with each other for a year or something, it was. And then it was like this much time and then this much time. So there's there's been um, there's been advancements in that. And then so. You know, don't feel shy about bringing up the conversation about these things because having this clarity is helpful. And if, you know, if somebody having this conversation too, because we had this one before we were married as well, was if you were ever in an accident and you you weren't uh, functional for this or that, like, what are you okay? Like, what is considered acceptable to you to be able to um 
to do with somebody else that like, what would you be emotionally okay with? And sometimes as you are in a relationship for longer and you trust the person more and you feel more confident and you know they're not going anywhere, some of the rules of these plays also start to shift. So knowing these things is super helpful. It can also like just have you feel even more confident in your relationship. Like, hey, if, and, and it can also give you some oomph to get going, right? Like if you're, if you're like, hey, we haven't had sex in months. And our agreement is that if we don't have sex in months, I can go have sex with somebody else. And if you know that that agreement's in place, it might get your button gear to actually take action and be present with your partner. So, uh, and have play with each other so that you are on top of that, right? I think it might sound like a little threat, but it can be helpful as a motivator too. We all can use motivation sometimes. So demi-monogamy, what is this semi-monogamy? This refers to a relationship dynamic where the couple is sexually exclusive, but they might form an emotional bond with other people. So they might flirt with others or, or whatever that happens to be, um, create friendships with other people that, uh, that could appear to be like a threat to the relationship, I suppose. Like... <laughs> so uh, whatever that happens to look like. But demi-monogamy is where you're not exclusively relying on your partner for an emotional bond. So you're sexually exclusive, but you're having emotional bonds with others. And uh, sometimes that's, you know, when, if somebody really needs to have, say, uh, words of affirmation and their partner isn't, that's not really their thing to, to offer that as a love language, then sometimes having emotional bonds with others who give you that is, it can be helpful. It can also be helpful in maintaining the exclusive sexual relationship with the other partner. So you can see how sometimes if your love language isn't fulfilled in your relationship or if your partner has no interest in fulfilling it, then looking to these variations of monogamy can start to help you feel fulfilled and take the pressure off of your partner to try and fulfill that. Because it's not their job to make you happy necessarily, but it is a really great thing if you can both have the conversation about what does make you happy and to see whether you can fulfill that or not. So going through some lists and knowing what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do um, and where is it okay for your partner to seek that from somebody else? It can even be sometimes in relationships where a partner doesn't really like going out, but then, you know, you might have um, some friends that you go to restaurants with, or you go to the movies with, where your partner's like, no, nah, it's not my thing. And so instead of putting the pressure on them, you find other sources, which can sometimes look like demi-monogamy, depending on what your sexual orientation is. Um, because you'll probably form emotional bonds with the people that you are spending time with, investing your time with. So covenant monogamy, this is, you know, as you can hear from the word, the covenant, right? I mean, it sounds very religious. And part of covenant monogamy is it's that extremely committed form of monogamy where you're pledging your dedication to each other. And it might be something where you got married when you were 18 and you stayed with that person for life and you are dedicated and your top priority is to work through anything, any challenges, any conflicts, 
that arise that you work it out within that relationship. So you tend to not look for sources outside for emotional bonds or for sexual bonds or anything like that. You're, and for some people, that covenant is so strong that they won't even look for anybody to do um, any intervening for like relationship advice. So some extreme, extreme uh, religious uh, groups will, you know, have a belief that you keep that within your marriage. You might talk to you like your priest or your rabbi or anything like that about that. However, even then you might choose within your relationship not to. Um, that can be a bit limiting because having some feedback sometimes and some having some uh, people who are educated and being able to assist can be helpful if there are challenges that arise. So covenant monogamy is really you are committed to that one person for life and that is it. And it's usually like you've lost your virginity, lost your virginity because that's something you can lose. That <laughs> you your first partner is and the person you married is a person that you first had sex with. So that is um, sometimes part of that agreement as well. So covenant monogamy can definitely work for people who feel very, um, who, who are very committed to that ideal, right? But if you're not committed to that ideal, it can be very taxing um, and exhausting. So just know what works for you. And you also having those conversations well in advance of starting your relationship. If you're in a covenant monogamy relationship and your partner is a serial monogamist, but you're a covenant monogamist, that could be tricky, right? Then you might, you know, if you're the covenant monogamist, you might be wondering, is your partner going to leave you because they've been with five other people over their life? Or if your partner's, you know, monogamish and you're a covenant monogamist, that might not work for you. So this is why these you know, even when people say they're into monogamy, it's really important to get clear on what does monogamy mean to you. You, There are different other variations of monogamy as well, but these are kind of the top ones that I've come across. And definitely um, using some of these as guidelines to help you have conversations in relationship before you dive deep and get involved for a really long time and get sad or hurt by anything because you didn't have the conversation to begin with. All right, we're heading into our next and third commercial break. It keeps happening so fast to me. Um, remember, while you're on the commercial break, go out and get the Inspired Choices Network app. Awesome, through any of the app stores. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what is non-monogamy. Is not going to be fun? All right. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone 
with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about monogamy and the different kinds of monogamy. We're also, um, so I've talked about some different kinds like monogamish, serial monogamy, demi-monogamy, emotional monogamy, covenant monogamy. Those are some really common monogamies. And it's really handy to have a conversation with your partner before you get involved really deeply about what works for you. So probably on dating apps, I've never been on a dating app, so I don't really know. But I think on dating apps, they're kind of vague, right? They're kind of Correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I don't have, I don't, I've never been on one, so I don't know. But I'm guessing they ask if you are into polyamory or monogamy or what you're into. But I don't know if they get into subcategories of that so that going into this, you're thinking this person says they're into monogamy, but oh, they're actually not what they're into is, um, yeah, so they don't go into those things, is what I'm told by somebody who actually has experience with them and I think it would be handy uh, and having some definitions on sites so anybody out there who's got one of these apps and you would like some I don't know maybe have me come in and uh, consult on how you can get more clear for your algorithms to be much more defined so that you can have far more accuracy with matching people let me know I'd love to discuss how you can get that together because in reality, these apps are probably mismatching people quite a lot where you're thinking you're getting into a monogamous relationship, but what you've really landed yourself in is a monogamish relationship. And you were like, how did that happen? You lied to me. Well, they might've also said something like, well, I'm into swinging or something, but they're monogamous they're into monogamy but then they're not like there needs more clarity I think it's pretty hmm, it's probably pretty vague right and yes I was being told that it's standard old school for the most part so probably not even going into definitions on romanticism or romantic relationship uh, variation so before we end this show I wanted to tap into uh, non-monogamy for you guys so because I've mentioned it a few times so you can understand what it means so non-monogamy refers to any relationship dynamic in which there are more than two people involved and the relationship might be romantic might be sexual um, and there may be connections between say if there's three people there may be connections between all three there may be connections between Let's bring out the puppets again. There may be connections between um, these two and these two and then these two, but not all three together. So we have, you know, you can have combinations. So those combinations were like you could have a relationship between um, Pat, Pat and Aaron and Bobby, uh, but maybe Pat and Bobby are together and then Aaron and Bobby are together. And then Pat and Bobby are together, Pat and Aaron are together, but they don't all hang out necessarily as a threesome necessarily, but they could. 
So non-monogamy encompasses many different types of relationship dynamics, but it's not limited to polyamory. So polyamory refers to the practice of having multiple romantic and or sexual partners with consent from all parties involved. And the idea is to build meaningful connections other than in the one that we talked about last week, which was more like uh, relationship anarchy, that might not be as important in relationship anarchy to, um, to develop these committed relationships. So um, the casual encounter stuff is more like the ethical non-monogamy. Polyamory is often defined by emotional intimacy and deep connections rather than solely physical pleasure. However, lots of times physical pleasure is involved too in different ways. There could be a lot of play going on. Uh, and it's also polyamory is about the commitments to each other and communication, honesty, consent, uh, you know, communication, consent, and curiosity, my three favorites, right? They're involved in that. And um, there's not, again, like and one kind of non-monogamy there's different variations of it but essentially it's an open it's an open kind of relationship and it's not necessarily the same as monogamish uh, again these things can get pretty complex so what I'd like you to know is that however you define yourself when you put yourself out in the world and say Oh, I'm monogamy. I'm into monogamy. I'm an, I'm a monogamist. Sorry, I'm a, you're not a monogamy. You're a monogamist. If you are a monogamist, what does that mean to you? Are you are you into monogamy with physical uh, intimacy as well as emotional intimacy? Are you into monogamy where you are going to just live with your partner and you love them, but you're actually maybe asexual? And you may be aromantic, or you may be aero-ace. And if you are aero-ace and you're in a monogamous relationship with somebody who's not aero-ace, they might choose to go off and have um, relations, sexual relations or anything like that with somebody else. We'll be talking about some of these definitions like aero-ace come, coming in June when we'll be celebrating all things LGBTQ and I will be having my child on an episode. My child is not a child anymore. My child's 15. So for those of you who've been listening for all these years, my child's growing up with this show in the background. <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah. so there's probably on um, um, on the more open, uh, openly LGBTQ sites, there are probably more uh, different variations that are available again I've not been on any of any sites for dating so I don't know I would love to hear any comments below if you've been on any dating sites let me know uh, what kind of definitions they have available I'm really curious and what kind of definitions do you think would be helpful to have in order for people to have more clarity in getting matched that would be good to know maybe thank you for listening there. to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.